As America's projects continue to become more complex and technology opens the door to innovations and products we couldn't have even imagined a few years ago, specialty contractors are playing a critical role on Design Build's most successful projects. Welcome to the Design Build Institute of America's Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright at DBIA's National Headquarters. Today we're talking about specialty trade contractors, those members of the Design Build team that can really help take a project to new heights by offering their unique expertise on projects of all types. And thanks to the newest member of our podcast team, Georgia Pacific Gypsum, for their support in bringing this podcast to you. So let's not delay any longer. Today we're talking to two longtime design builders about why specialty contractors should be considered among the most important members of your team. Don Warren is Executive Vice President of Quarry Construction Company and one of DBIA's founding fathers. And Jim Hawk is Executive Vice President of Rosedin Electric. Don kicks off our conversation. We're only as good as our trade partners. I mean, so we specifically choose, depending on whether it's, like I said, food or pharma or biotech or whatever, the right people and capacity and people we've worked with and got the, the right project manager, designer, and it just, it just makes sense to me. So when you, when you think of the requirements, performance requirements of these yeah. projects from the contracting side, whether it's the general or the, the main subs, the MEPs or whoever, I mean, there's, the projects are so sophisticated, you know, you, you just can't have a forced marriage here of people that right. haven't worked together to try and get exactly. through and, and finish these projects. Projects these days are so complex and so demanding. You, you really have to know who you're going to partner with and you need to know the history of getting through challenges together and no expectations them. and you have to you have, have a level of trust. And it seems like the way that the industry used to work with design, bid, build, how can that be reasonable these days, right? Where it's just, well, who submitted the low bid? Well, that, you, were, you were just a commodity just, almost. Right, like, that, that's it, that's it. And it was, such, so, it was such a hierarchical way of approaching things too, right? It really starts at the top and trickles down, yeah. which means if you're a specialty or trade contractor, you're somewhere at the bottom of the food chain, which doesn't make right. sense, I wouldn't think, it in this Makes no sense, in fact. Electrical mechanical is generally 40-50% of the, the cost. So in more sophisticated projects, it's even more. And uh, to me, they're the heart and soul. I always would have a, the MEP with me as my partnership. And if it was a sophisticated uh, steel job, I might have a steel fabricator sure. picked out or a, a concrete company already picked out. Just depend on the... Uh, uh, and I would tell... Owners, and they say, well, how do we know the trade contract is going to be competitive? I said, listen, it's a transparent thing. They're going to have a reasonable market fee. They're going to, I'm going to ask them to get competitive prices and show for light fixtures or switch gear or transformers or, or uh, controls or whatever the thing is, whatever the package is. And we, we will do our job as the design builder, and they'll do their job. And show the owner this is this is what you wanted. This is performance specs you had. This is you, you accepted these three or four manufacturers. We've got the prices. This is who we got. Here's the prices. This is who we recommend. And to me, that just makes a lot of sense. 
I just, uh, it's interesting because I just completed this last seminar and at the conclusion, one of the questions was, well, how do you know the pricing is fair when you're getting selected so early and you're starting to go through design development? There's nothing on the drawings. I got asked that exact same question. <laughs> and, you know, I told them the owners that we're typically working with are pretty darn sophisticated these days. Yeah, they know what things they, cost. They know what things cost. They have their history going back X years, X decades of what, for us, the electrical systems would cost. And really, the burden is on us to say why it's different, if it is different. Right? We need to open book, explain why, get the quotes, share yeah. the quotes, yeah. let Have everybody a see it, back it up. And, and talk through that. There's usually some very definable reasons if there's any variation. So. Well, and there's the unforeseen too, the things that, that there's no way that an owner would know, or maybe even the design builder may not know that you would expect your specialty, your experts Absolutely. To, yeah. to highlight and potentially find innovations and savings. Hey, some of those, some of those uh, reasons for a deviation in a, in a metric of some sort, it's even more detailed than what we understand. We bring in life safety vendors that actually are sophisticated in layouts. And these projects are so unique these days. Right. And there's so many changes on, on life safety requirements just because of the code changing it. Every mm -hmm. time there's a, a fire in a, in a building, there's typically going to be some sort of modification to this code at mm -hmm. some point. And it's very sophisticated. We need our vendors to come in and explain, right. well, why do we have beam detectors in an area? Or why, why can't we use smoke detection or, or some other avenue to accomplish what we need to accomplish? And a lot of times it's, you know, it's code section 548, paragraph 20, <laughs> subsection 3, that explains it, right? And uh, it, there's just a lot of expertise that's, that's needed. And it goes, it goes even beyond the electrical contractor into, the, into the, the, the vendors. Great design builders are all about innovation, integration, and efficiency. That's why we're happy to have Georgia Pacific Gypsum as our Design Build Delivers partner. The DENS Element Barrier System with AquaCore technology from Georgia Pacific Gypsum creates the water-resistive and air barrier within, eliminating the need for an additional on-site crew to apply a separate WRBAB. This innovative product provides a high-performance integrated sheathing solution for architects concerned with preserving the integrity of their building designs and offers contractors better control of their project schedules and potential time savings. Our expertise as a design builder, general contractor, is pretty much the shell of the building and then coordinating and whether we use BIM or whether we use whatever, the, and we've got some great tools, BIM's a great tool to work with mechanical, electrical coordination uh, with the owner. Uh, but to have that ability to just manage the team and schedule and make sure, my job is to make sure he can optimize his people and his forces and, and be as productive as possible and avoid the clashes and the, mm -hmm. and the conflicts. And uh, we all have technology now that we can do that. To me, that starts, again, back to the, the team. We've worked together. We know, understand each other. We know what key things he's looking for, what he, he knows what I'm looking for, and, and we work together. It's, a, it's a truly a team, and it's the – I used to coach a lot of basketball, and together everyone achieves more. That's really the – the uh, what we're talking about here. It's interesting you just talked about BIM because I, and I just I mentioned in the seminar our BIM group has expanded from probably 60 to 70 people 
three to four years ago to about 170 right now because wow. so many projects, I mean, a lot of the projects we're doing, they're, they're sophisticated projects and they have a, a, a BIM component that's required by the contract. And uh, you, you know what? It's uh, We're going to make a BIM model. We're going to use that tool for a lot of other reasons too, just to help with the efficiency and the production um, in, in the in our field. It's a lot um, cheaper to fix it on paper and than you know it is so, out there when you and I run it. Piper yes. hits a hits a So you, you, you know, you have that great aspect of working through those clashes yeah. early, and then we're we're, we're, we're using it to help break a project down into you know smaller components and quadrants and loading cost information in and production information into that model. And it creates and as bills too, right? And it and creates as bills. bills right off the, right out so of the get go It's a, yeah, it's a big undertaking. And I think as the projects get more sophisticated, the tools continue to evolve. The team dynamic is changing the same way too. I mean, I would think that would be a natural way to capture all those little elements so that you can be sure that you're in our world practicing design built done right. Yeah. But we, um, we just finished a job with a, a Chinese owner, and it's our third job with them. It was the first job we'd used BIM, and I spent a ton of money and a ton of time, and they were in every meeting as the owner, and, uh, and they wanted to install a lot of the equipment and controls and duct work uh, themselves. And our contractors, we got there, we were working from east to west, Here's your space. Here's our space. What they do, west to east, and where they got to the air wash rooms. Oh, I'm not at the right. I got an opening here, and they miss it by three feet. And they don't work for me. I mean, they're the owner, and that's a tough situation. So uh, we've got to got to make sure owners are uh, educated and skilled, even if we have to do it for them. And that's another. You know, it's hard. It's hard enough to get your own people to do and work, but uh, it's a very, it's a, it's a sophisticated business. Com I've always said, I tell my young guys, I said, construction is a complex business. Nothing's ever the same. It's almost like playing golf. I mean, there's not a single shot in your life ever that isn't a little different. The environment, the ground, what buildings the same way. Right? Every 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 project's different. <laughs> different. And it reminds me, we were working for a developer and it was three mirror image buildings on one, one site. Yeah. And we had to bid the first one. Now we always did the work for this developer, but- it Made you bid you every know, time. It's made, the, made, this, made us <laughs> bid every time. So we bid the first project and I honestly, we squeezed down our labor units and our estimates so tight, I was really worried about whether we were gonna make money yeah, on this corn right. shell three corn shell buildings fairly simple you know probably three hundred fifty thousand square feet each <laughs> and we squeezed it down and we have great crews there so on that first project we probably had a labor savings of about three percent but our crews were top crews right the second building same budgets basically we had a savings of about 20 percent by the third building, it was a saving on that budget of about 30, a little over 30%. And the amazing part was, is how much, even just on pure simple corn shell buildings, if you learn from every mm -hmm. build, each one of those buildings. See, the trouble is in our business, every every project's different. Yeah. You know, we're really starting from scratch on every project. You know, we try to plan, plan, plan to try and 
Yeah. You know, make it seem like it's. I'm sure those you know, three buildings. The second building or the third building. You had the same crews on. The too. same crews. Well, so that, they all that's learned. the other part. That's it. We never that's have a, the same crews. Same crews, <laughs> yeah, right? That's, right. It's, in fact, I've gotten so with my 40 years of doing this. I'm working with a contractor. I've worked with 30. I say, here's the deal. I, I want you to work with me on this project, but I want that superintendent. Can I have that superintendent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I have his crew? You know, because it's. That's, yes, that's a big. It's all part about of it. people, right? It's yeah. uh, everybody's skilled differently. And it does make you think, though, how how efficient you could be, mm. right? If you mm. could get the same people, well, if you get and you get the same other trades working together, right? Everybody, yeah. the, all the trades. If you could get owners to let too. you have three in a row like yeah, that. Right? That would help. Sometimes I actually in, a, in the same conversation with someone else, they said something about the the, the highest form of really good design build done right collaboration. It almost feels like like the special sauce. It's that magic that when it works, it really works. And they almost always describe the fact that it involved every single member on the team doing exactly what you all hoped at the beginning would happen. We did a, one of the, I reckon the second job that when I was running suit construction was 1999. We won the design build project year building for Eli Lilly, an R&D lab. It was uh, 160,000 feet. It was $50 million. And today it'd be, you know, three times that. But we built it in uh, 14 months complete. And it was just, we had a team. We had, we handpicked our electrical, mechanical, our designer, our structure. I mean, it was our team. And everybody trusted, everybody knew, everybody believed. If the electrical contractor said, I'll do that, I can do this and this time, you knew it was going to happen. So it was just a wonderful job. It's a lot of fun then yeah. <laughs> doing those yeah. kind of jobs. It's a lot of fun. And it's what it should be. Yeah. And that's why I've always thought uh, DBIA and, and the master builder, I mean, that's, uh, that's what it's all about is having a team of people, not adversarial groups looking to pick off somebody or to point, trying to prove their worth if they're a construction uh, manager or for the owner, owner's agent that's been hired to, not to help you. A lot of times it's to prove their worth by, oh, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. That's, that is wrong. That's not the way to, to do it. I'm, I'm excited about the fails management study because I was chairman when Penn State did their first one with CII. And now to see fails showing that we're not an alternative delivery method, we are the majority. And what's, what's the future? I think I answered some interviewer question you, you know, I think it's six, we're at 40% of the non-residential. I think it could be probably 60 or 70%, maybe in another, probably faster than 25 years. It took us to go from 10 to 40. Uh, I'd say it's another 10 years to go because of, because of BIM and, and uh, technology that we have to, to do it right. Yeah, people understand the, the expectations and understanding of the roles and the whole process. And, uh, you know, the DBIA gets that message out there. And I mean, they're, they're carrying the torch and always have. And yeah. thankfully, they're accomplishing the mission, you know, put in place what, 20, 25 years ago. 25 years amazing. ago. I- Thanks so much to Don Warren and Jim Hawk for reminding us how important specialty trade contractors can be to your team's success. And thanks again to our sponsor, Georgia Pacific Gypsum, for being a valued member of our Design Build Delivers podcast team. 
But before we go, have you registered for our sector-specific design-build conferences in April? We've added aviation to our transportation event this year, which will be followed by the Water Wastewater Conference. Two events, one location. It doesn't get any better than that. Head to dbia.org conferences to get all the details on the only event in the nation created by and for transportation and water design builders. <laughs> <laughs>